I think there is a sense that once that announcement was made on Friday by the chief medical officer of health and Doug Ford, that, hey, this is it. We're at the end of the tunnel. Everybody, let's, we're opening up and things are looking good and we have an end date for this thing and it's almost over. I really do believe that people, despite the fact that we know that this is a very unpredictable pandemic, uh, are looking at the announcement as in, yeah, it's ollie ollie oxen free. Come on out. Um, other settings to lift capacity limits, if they want, uh, as of today, as long as they ask for proof of COVID-19 vaccination would include any personal care service like your barber shops, your salons, um, tattoo parlors, indoor areas uh, like of museums, galleries, aquariums, zoos. They can all operate at full capacity if they are willing to um, ask for your vaccine certificate, um, indoor areas of fairs, rural exhibitions, festivals, boat tours. Uh, clubhouses at out, uh, outdoor recreational amenities. Basically, if you are willing to ask for vaccine certificates, you could open at full capacity. Although I have been reading that some uh, hairdressers and barbershops want to hold off because they don't want to upset their clientele. Really? Okay. That's a small grouping of people when we're looking at 88%, I believe, have had their first dose of vaccine. Uh, the government said that locations where weddings, funerals, or religious services, rites, or s- ceremonies take place may also require proof of COVID-19 vaccination at their locations. And um, you will not need to show proof of vaccine at uh, places like um, grocery stores or wherever you receive medical care or medical supplies. Uh, Doug Ford also announced Friday that the province plans to lift all COVID-19 restrictions by the end of March. Now, I know it was important during that announcement to really get transparent with people. I think people were getting frustrated and they wanted to know what they were looking at moving forward. And I think it's always good to be transparent. We have some uh, audio, I believe. Now, um, let's start off with Doug Ford, Rob. We're going to start off with him Um He announced that March, they may be looking at uh, removal of the mask protocol. Well, March is a little ways off. We'd have to look at the numbers. I'd always consult with the chief medical officer of health, consult with uh, the frontline education folks and and the minister of education, and then we'll we'll determine it from there. But I think uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Now, they were asked about uh, why March, and here's what they had to say. By March, we hope um, we've maximized our immunization strategy in Ontario, that we have more Ontarians immunized to the point that this virus doesn't have a host in which it can reproduce. Um, We'll have uh, our third dose strategies um, will be uh, completed. Our uh, immunization strategy for children uh, from 5 to 11 will have been completed, uh, and we'll have a very good point uh, to be able to look at the data to review a safe opening for all of Ontario. And then we will have to learn to live with this virus. I, I We've been hearing from the beginning of the pandemic that we'll have to eventually learn how to live with COVID-19, that it's not going anywhere. Uh, and it will probably be a seasonal um, disease as we move on and a virus similar to the flu as we move on. But I want to welcome to the show Dr. Nahid Dasani. He's been on the show before, palliative care physician and health justice activist. Uh, Dr. Zassani, thanks so much for giving us some time. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 
I know that the scientific community is divided um, as to when we should be lifting COVID-19 public health restrictions, but I want to play another clip from the forward question and answer portion of the press conference on Friday. Um, and it was about the fact that they had announced that um, as of January, it looks like we should be able to lift any uh, vaccine certification programs that we've got going on. Someone asked if it's county pr- counterproductive, like anti-vaxxers will now know how long they have until uh, things open up again. Have a listen to this. We can't forever, uh, you know, to the end of time, uh, just ignore uh, the people that aren't vaccinated. They're part of Ontario. Um, again, uh, we'll be, I'll be up here preaching every single day to get vaccinated. But there has to be a time that everyone eventually comes together and our, our vaccination rate is high enough and, and our ICUs are, are, you know, in good shape. So that's going to be the determining factor. All right. So um, I, I think a lot of people in the science community are concerned about him claiming that, you know, um, that we will be ending proof of vaccination requirements on January 17th. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, off the top, I just want to say that, you know, like most of us, like I really want us to get through this pandemic and as soon as possible. We just have a history here in Ontario of moving a little too quickly and sometimes putting our progress at risk. This has happened before. So I think the concern is very valid and we have been doing very well. I think the concern about opening on January 17th um, and ending proof of vaccination requirements is that it seems to just be a very arbitrary date. Um, the idea that we got from the press conference is that we got hard dates for removing these public health restrictions, but they weren't attached to metrics. For yeah. example, all summer we were hearing that the metric would be when 90% of people are vaccinated, we will start to end some of these public health restrictions. But that all but got removed on Friday in that announcement. And it really has the potential to undermine our vaccine efforts. You can't tell people to get vaccinated and also give people a date when they're no longer required to be vaccinated. You start to wonder about how this is politically connected, particularly to those who, have, who are more anti-vaccine in our communities. Right. Well, he even mentions the anti-vaxxers and says you can't ignore them. Nobody's saying uh, that you have to ignore these people. I mean, in fact, we're saying uh, don't ignore them. Try and encourage them to get vaccinated. Because if we don't reach that herd immunity or that level of vaccination... The reality is this virus will keep finding people. And the thing that I don't understand why they don't touch on is, okay, you have two choices right now. Either you get vaccinated or you're going to get COVID. Like eventually, won't it find uh, the people that are more susceptible to it? That's just it. These policies are reflective of two things, that our health is more intertwined than ever before and that the people who are tending to get very sick and end up in ICU are people who are unvaccinated. So these are policies that are really aimed to support the health and and well-being of people who are not vaccinated so that they become vaccinated. A more reasonable approach would have been to establish milestones to Mm reevaluate the appropriateness of measures, not these arbitrary dates like January 17th. Like, I don't understand why. Why not January 20th or, you know, like, why not February 1st? I just it doesn't make a lot of sense when it's not attached to metrics. And it's undermining the extreme efforts that are being put across the board, across the province in reaching, you know, communities of, of, of color, people who, you know, may not have as much health literacy, outreach, 
because people now know that they can go to restaurants, bars, and sporting events on January 17th. They can just Mm -hmm. hold out and they'll just be able to participate. So, well, or they won't be able to, and then, and then where will they be then? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I again realize that that's, you know, the concern is like, when is this going to come to an end? I think the end starts to come to a point where it's just, shouldn't be attached to arbitrary dates. You start to wonder what these dates are aligned with, and you start to wonder if they're more politically aligned, you know, potentially with an election cycle, as compared to the actual milestones that we, we are trying to achieve, for example, getting 90% of people vaccinated. But, you know, the election's in June, so if you open too quickly and things start to fall apart, then that's not going to help your campaign either. I mean, it seems relatively <laughs> short-sighted. I, I, I would say so, too, but there seems to have been some sort of calculation, and whether you and I agree with it um, is one thing, um, mm-hmm. but there seems to have been a calculation, and it seems to be, you know, that this announcement is pandering to the anti-vaccine community mm-hmm. um, and those who are potentially part of his base. And that worries me that that's being in, being included in part of the calculation um, as to our pandemic policy across the province. Is that really how policy decisions should be made? It takes mm-hmm. a couple of seconds to think it through. But when you trace back the steps, that's what's happening. And that's really worrisome. Yeah, I think you and I are on the same page. I would like everything to go away. Uh, I would like to get back to normal as well. I really would. Uh, I want us to be incredibly safe about it. And I think that when I look at returning to normal, I mean, I was a bit shocked. I was listening. I was actually on the way up to the cottage and listening to the uh, press conference myself. And I was shocked when I heard, you know, March will be possibly the ending of a masking mandate. I thought to myself, like, how would we know that? There's nothing that uh, gives us, um, you know, there's no metrics on that. You know, like if they said, OK, we'll end masking mandates when the R value is this or when there's this many uh, people in the hospitals or, you know, there was just there were no metrics attached to it, which I found curious and odd because there's we haven't seen a precedent where other areas of the globe have been able to eradicate this yet. That's just it. Without the establishment of some metrics that we can call milestones, this just seems to be like throwing, you know, darts. It just seems to be super, you know, random. Or is it actually just really strategic? And there is a calculated timeline that they're hoping for. To be fair, they did say that these um, dates can be adjusted. But as you mentioned off the top, when you start to talk like this, people infer messaging, right? You, you talked about how, you know, people were out over the weekend, traffic was really high. People are inferring messages and they're feeling that this thing is over. Like these messages get out in the public and people get to come to their own conclusions. So we must be so careful. And that contradictory message of literally saying in a, in a press conference, please get vaccinated. And then literally saying in the same press conference, but don't worry, on January 17th, you won't be required to, to be vaccinated to go to a restaurant or bar, that's just contradictory public health messaging, and it just won't work. It undermines mm-hmm. our efforts. Really? And we're, okay, so we're at the end of October. So we're looking at maybe two and a half months, and then you'll be able to get back to normal, and then you won't have to get vaccinated, is the message that, that sticks in anti-vaxxers' minds right now, or people that are vaccine-hesitant. When you're talking about 18 months, two and a half months is nothing. Totally. I have a really good friend who's who I've been working very hard on over the last few weeks 
to get vaccinated. And he literally told me, why would I get vaccinated now when I can literally hold out until January 17th and I can go to restaurants or bars or even sporting events perhaps uh, after that? There's just no point anymore. anymore." And, And he pointed to provincial policy. That's like someone in my life that I've been working to connect with. So it's a very real experience. I had many people messaging and tweeting at me over the weekend and saying they had people in their lives saying the same thing. These policy decisions and announcements have implications in the real world, and we're seeing them play out now. I want to thank you for your time. I I don't know. I mean, I wish we had a solution together um, as to when things are going to change and when things are going to truly be safe, but we... I think it's too early to tell based on what we're seeing in the uh, in other areas of the globe. And, you know, I think it's great that we're reopening and getting back to some semblance of normal. But, um, you know, if we're still not at that 90 percent, this probably the announcement on Friday probably isn't going to help incentivize things for people that are been holding out here, doctor. I totally agree. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a great day. You too. Dr. Desani is a palliative care physician and health justice activist.